welcome, 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 Freck Talk listeners. This is episode number 59. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are here with your other host, Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Got it this week. We got we're it this back. week. We're back. It's, we're on top form. Um, I didn't even ask you this before the, before the cast, actually. How rude of me. How are you, Matt? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, I'm all good. Um, I'm in like the busiest week of my life, but other than that, all is all is good. Damn straight. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a case of record stupid late at night or or not record this week. So yeah, my bad about that. But I'm working two jobs, coaching a rugby team. I had the rugby club's AGM tonight as well. Um, I've got a twenty-four hour walk for like real they call it the relay for life for cancer research uk so i'm doing like a sponsored work for charity um i've got three gigs this weekend so yeah Shit, <laughs> just just a tad busy you are an absolute titan just yeah if i had a hat i would be doffing it to you right now um yeah but you know all is good how about yourself you you're doing well yeah yeah generally I uh, I've broken the procrastination streak. Have you done some soldering? I haven't done or soldering. Done no, working? I haven't. Done, I've, yeah, I've done some woodwork. Um, this week, uh, I I've been, I've I've started the work on making a pedal board for Mister Adam Yeomans. Um, I got. Is it going to be stupidly big like your? One? Uh, it's. Two foot wide, so yeah, pretty much. So it's the right size. That's what you say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it's shaping up to be something that will be relatively impressive, um, and hopefully it should be built like a brick shit house as well. <laughs> so pretty bomb proof. Um, I actually paid uh, paid care, like real care to uh, to like sanding the sides and everything like I haven't done with any of my others. So. <laughs> it's because it's for someone else. You feel like you have to. Don't yeah, you? yeah. You feel you feel a, a slight obligation to try your hardest. Yeah, it's because it's because for your own ones, it's your own fault if you get a splinter in your hand. Whereas if humans get a splinter in his hand and it's your fault, you'll feel a little bit bad. Yeah, I'm ever so slightly liable then. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I got the saw out today. Cut, uh, cut the pieces, and just by the time I'd cut all the pieces, my, uh, my little lad woke up, so I didn't get to fit it all together. But I took a photo of all the bits uh, and sent it to, uh, to Mister Yeomans and said, uh, "Like pedal board, some assembly required." <laughs> um, brilliant. So it was like an IKEA pedal board. It was brilliant. I'm looking, nice. looking around. I was, uh, I was just looking for my water because I am that rock and roll. With with the podcast, uh, I have a, a glass of water. I mean, I'm on uh, Pepsi Max, so it's not exactly rock and roll at this end either. I know, yeah. I'm so hardcore. So, so hardcore. <laughs> it's a peek behind yeah, the curtain, totally. that is, listeners, to... To the rock and roll lifestyles that we lead. 
yeah, to the the kind of things that we do at ten thirty on a Thursday night. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, don't tell them, don't tell them our, our schedule. But like, I literally a couple of hours before this, I posted up in the the, uh, the group, <laughs> we're recording tonight. Um, to which we had some. To be fair, it's yeah. I mean, we had some very it's... interesting uh, responses. Thanks, Sai. Yeah, cheers, Sai. That's a, a a brilliant point you made. Conven- question, yeah, question, <laughs> conversation topic. Yes, <laughs> boobs. Boob. I mean, boobs are fantastic, aren't they? They are. Uh, they they serve a wonderful purpose of nourishment for children, and they're just great fun. So there you go. So there's your <laughs> there's your topic. Um. So, not only have I been uh, breaking the procrastination streak this week, um. Been playing a bit of guitar as well. Nice. Um, some of which you'll have uh, you'll have seen on on Tinterwebs because I, I posted up some some footage of of me actual play uh, actually playing the guitar this week. Um, yep. So on my Facebook page, a good a good few months back now, I uh, I posted up a video called it was something like basic to boutique where there was like a really cheap 335 copy uh, and I played it with its stock pickups in um, and then Mr. Mr. Fletch uh, was going to put some some rather special pickups in it and then give it me back so I could do a do a recording of the um, the difference uh, and I had to listen to the uh, the stock pickups today. I had a, li- a little watch of the video, uh, and they they weren't terrible, but they were very kind of very muddy, and uh, yeah, there was a lot of exactly a lot of think. kind of wool. Yeah, everything you'd yeah, think exactly, of with like, like cheap yeah, walkers. That's it. Yeah, um, unfocused, woolly, yeah, muddy. I mean, it weren't it weren't terrible. Don't get me wrong. They, I mean, the tone of them weren't terrible, but it was, as the video said, basic. It was a it was a basic sound. You could you yeah. could get away with it for a gig, but it's not going to inspire you. But this week, I I got that guitar. I've had it for a couple of weeks actually, but I got the guitar and and. Gave it a proper, a proper going through, uh, and this is with the the provenance uh, set of pickups, and they are bloody brilliant. Yeah, I mentioned to you before the cast, like through Apple headphones that are notoriously all right, and the ba- bearing in mind that you recorded it with a phone, yeah, yeah. they sounded pretty good, like really pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, this this guitar is, I think it was like two hundred, two hundred and fifty quid. So think like Epiphone quality. Um, the action's not great on it. Uh, I think Fletcher's tried sorting it out a little bit. Um, but the the hardware struggles to stay in tune with it. 
Um, and it's not it's not what you'd class as a as a high end instrument, but the 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 tone of these pickups just makes you want to play. Uh, and I found that when I was playing it as well, uh, it altered the the kind of feel and vibrato that I was doing. It gave gave me a bit of a uh, bit of Paul Kossoff, sped my vibrato up a little bit, uh, and just got that real kind of that real vintage kind of vibe going on. Yeah, nice. No, um, like I say. I've only heard a couple of the clips that you posted, but they sound the the pickups just sound incredible. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna do like a full a full works with it and post it on the Facebook page again, where um, I actually compare them properly and give it a good old review. But yeah, I, I mean, I think I ended up playing it for like probably about two hours the other night. So that's a, that's a testament to 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 those pickups. Um, but yeah. also, kind of honor, honourable mention uh, to the amp that I was going through. So I was, I was mentioning to Matt before the before the start of the cast. Um, ever since I got the uh, the PV Classic Thirties, they have been the golden boy. They've been the new kid new kid in town. Um, yeah. and there's i i've i've almost had like a, a a stigma in my own head with my uh, with my little black star hc5 thinking it's a lesser um a lesser quality amplifier so it's i i should use the classic 30 whenever rather than rather than the the black star uh for ease of use this week i've plugged in the black star rather than the the classic 30 and the the tone was brilliant. Uh, it was it was almost kind of classic Marshall crunch. Um, nice. That sound that everybody like secretly wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even those people that say they love Fender cleans, actually, when they think about it, the best sound in the world is a classic Marshall crunch. <laughs> uh, I'm not entirely sure I'd go that in that that far with it, but. It, it's definitely it's one of the iconic tones isn't it and where I was kind of I had my mindset that the classic 30 tone was was the best tone and that the, the black star was inferior in fact they are just different one is like an absolute it's a fender clean beautiful rich bluesy clean tone uh, the, the drive's pretty good as well um, but you get the other side of the uh, the coin, and you get that black star doing that martial thing. It ain't no slouch. <laughs> no, I, like I and I get where you're coming from, but the greatest sound in the world is a cranked martial with a crunchy crunchiness. Yeah, I think it's it's hard to argue against the fact that you've at least one point in your life you've got to like play a guitar through an absolutely rip roaring Marshall to get that just that wall of noise behind you. Yeah, and it, it like it just puts a smile on your face. Yeah, oh it's 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 like it's horrendously <laughs> it, juvenile. It's childish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
but I think the, there's a time and a place for that, isn't there? And you you've got to enjoy it when when you get the chance to do it. Yep, I I actually played through a Marshall four twelve. Uh, Marshall head with a 412 this week. Oh, did you? So I had two gigs this weekend, um, and the second one was our drummer's partner's 50th birthday, um, and there was us and our drummer's other band, who are a Pearl Jam cover band. Nice. Um, And one of their guitar... Because we were on a small stage, we were using their backline, because they were going on last because... Yeah, some of the guys in my band had to go to work early the following day. It was a Sunday night, um, so we were using their backline. So I played a gig with a Marshall Four Twelve. <laughs> nice, <laughs> because we set up on a like su- Sunday at one o'clock, um, when there was nobody else in the venue. I might have turned up the amp a little bit just to see what happened. <laughs> and and what was your uh, what was your thoughts behind that? Um, my thoughts were, I I need a Marshall with a foot. Like, <laughs> as much as fifteen watts is plenty, and like you wouldn't have been able to hear my AC fifteen over what I was playing. Like, you need a Marshall fifty watt head with a four twelve <laughs> in your life because, like, just chugging out some AC DC riffs with a Cabernet through with my Cabernet through the the. The, yeah, it was a Marshall. Was it JMP? Is that the thing? JMP? JP? Yeah, yeah, yeah JMP. Yeah, uh, aren't they? Uh, JMPs aren't they forty-five? Them might be forty-five, but I, I don't know. I mean, my uh, my knowledge of of Marshall heads is uh, is limited. Uh, yeah, I mean. My knowledge is there's volume, gain, tone, presence, and two volumes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, sorry, three, uh, yeah, three band EQ. Yeah, it, it, basically, I just left the EQ to how yeah, he heavy. had it set, and turned the master volume up a little bit more, played up a little bit more, played a bit more, up a little bit more, played a bit more, up a little bit more. <laughs> I like where this is it going. It was good fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah, I basically turned it up to the point where if I turned around, the entire room just got <laughs> feedback. It was great. <laughs> but yeah, I think there's there's something to be said for like that juvenile noise making, uh, and there's a reason why so many bands had like stacks of Marshall hundred watt heads and four twelves just lying behind them. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just an amazing feeling. Well, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, so there was an, a a conversation that I had this week, um, with a guitar-y friend of mine. Um, he's a a, a very uh, very technical and very accomplished player, um, and. I can't remember how the the conversation uh came up. I oh, was talking about his um his guitar which is this kind of fancy custom custom made thing. Um and it it happens to have a set of Damasio Evos in it. 
uh, which is a pickup that I'm quite right, familiar okay. with. Um, I had some in my RG for for quite a while. Um, and he said... Before you put P90s in it. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, talking about juvenile. No, I think it's I'm becoming more of a refined gentleman. And I think... It's okay to have Evos when you're a when you're a young whippersnapper, <laughs> but you get get to a certain age and you you start appreciating the finer things in life. And one of those finer things is a is a beautifully balanced P ninety set. In an RG, in an RG, yeah, in an RG. <laughs> I was thinking about that actually this week, and I thought I was thinking I need to get some thicker strings for it. Because I think that's I'll the only thing that's holding it back it. from being being like a proper proper guitar now. Because it's got it's got nines on it, and yeah, get get some like super heavy bottom like normal top. So something like a fifteen to no, like a uh, other way around. Yeah. So yeah, like nine to, to 15, nine yeah. to sixty nine. <laughs> No, I think I think just 60. I think just ten to forty six will be fine. I just need to. It's just adjusting things on it again, which is, you know, it it requires it requires a certain level of effort and patience. It's it's difficult to <laughs> it's difficult to kind of psych yourself up for that effort. Uh, Bearing in mind that I've had the Variax now for two weeks and I've not even looked at the trem system because I can't be asked setting up a Strat style trem system. You can th- you can realise what I would do with a, a freaking Floyd Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm tempted to 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 block it off. Um, but we'll see. But then, how are you going to do your your dive bombs that go so well with your P90 yeah, that's sound? It, classic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, whipping us back round to the Damasio Evolutions. I had fun with them. They're actually quite uh, quite a classic. I mean, they're, they're very hot pickups, but they're, they're still quite classic sounding. They're just like a, a, like a hot classic rather than uh, with kind of ceramic pickups where you get that kind of real compressed sound. They're yeah. a bit more open than that, uh, and and this this lad was saying uh, they even sound good with coil split uh, coil taps. Sorry, it's like oh you, yeah. you've got them tapped. He says yeah 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 where where you get that single coil sound, and I didn't. <laughs> I felt like a proper dick, <laughs> uh, but I had to correct him. I was like, well, it's a it's a split, that is. It's not a tap. And he genuinely <laughs> didn't know the difference between the two. Um, but I, I, I both felt like, uh, like I, I had a, an obligation to teach him, but also like a massive bell end for being <laughs> that guy. Yeah, but think of it this like. If you d- if he didn't know the difference, then you've improved his knowledge of the guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so this is where I'm going to be a massive bell end to our audience and explain the difference between the two. For those who don't know, for those who do, just bear with me. I'll only be a bit 
Uh, and I'm going to explain it in a very simple way because I'm a very simple man. Um, <laughs> so, the way I understand it is that a coil split is where you get a humbucker uh, and you only engage one of the coils because the the windings of a humbucker go completely round one pickup and then there's an yeah. out an output of that and if you wire it's a humbucker the output of that goes into the input of the next coil which is a nut like a winding which is the reverse of the first one um and then obviously there's an output of that one so your input of your first one goes to the uh so the output of the first one goes to the input of the second one and because the yeah. they're reverse wound you get that kind of position two and four hum cancelling that you you would on a strap because they're close together they work almost as a as a single unit rather than having that kind of out of ish sound yeah um and it's it's quite a quite a popular um popular thing to do with with humbucking pickups because you get the versatility of having a, a full humbucker or a almost single coil sound single coil yeah yeah the the problem with uh splitting humbuckers is often the humbuckers are voiced um in a way that the humbucker sound is good but when you split yeah, it they, the single coils quite are quite weak yeah they're quite weak and sometimes they're quite harsh as well yeah. because they've they're very like thin and brittle yeah 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 um and as uh, as I was saying with the Damasio Evos because they're like they're like a PAF Ugh, sound me, but hotter when you split it the the single coil sound is actually quite a nice one. A coil tap. <laughs> oh yeah. Go on, Matt. Do you know how coil taps work? Not like the way it's been explained to me in the past is instead of splitting a humbucker in two down the middle, yep. where it's like two single coils, you split it the other way and you take like amounts of wines off the humbucker. Pretty much bang on. Um, but it, this can be done with single coil pickups as well. It does. Yeah, it's, but it's, it, instead of like yeah. knocking it in half, you're basically saying you want to reduce the output almost. Yeah, yeah, that, well, that, that's exactly how it, you take. Uh, as far as I understand, that's exactly how it works. So, let's take an arbitrary number and say that your your pickup has seven thousand wines uh, on it. Yeah, that will give you the full output of that pickup. Um, and I, I've got a um, like a rather hot uh, Telecaster bridge pickup. Uh, just so happens, this is a Fletcher. Fletcher Big Bang, which is kind of quarter pounder, <laughs> very hot bridge pickup. Um, yeah. Let's say that that's got 7,000 windings of uh, of copper coil on it. I, I don't know if that's, that's true or not, uh, but let's say it's 7,000. A, a flick of a switch. Um, there's a, a mode where it would only engage part of that winding so say like 
5,000 wines rather than the 7,000, which brings the yeah. output down. Um, but in, in the case of my Telecaster pickup, where it goes from like quite a uh, um, mid-focused and bass-heavy sound, it then makes it more of a Telecaster sound. Uh, right, and okay. very similar for humbuckers. So you might have like a, a hot humbucker, which has got many, yeah. many windings. And then you, you engage a coil tap, which takes the windings from an earlier point in the coil, in the, um, the wind uh, to bring, bring it down to like a more vintage output. Yeah. Uh, so that's the difference between the two. Um, and I felt like an absolute bell end having to explain that. I, I didn't do it in a, in a, a as condescending a way as I've done it today. <laughs> um, but he seemed he seems genuinely pleased that he now knows the difference between the two. Um, yeah. But yeah, still doesn't make you feel I mean, less of a bell end, does it? <laughs> it doesn't. But like at the same time, like although I know those two things, if somebody said. Like, is this guitar coil split or coil tap? I wouldn't be able to, without looking it up on the internet and then trying to work out which one was which in my head, be able to tell somebody whether they had a coil split or a coil tap. It's like um, all humbuckers come with those two wires. Like, or a lot of humbuckers these days come with those two wires that are covered that you can uncover to to coil split them. Yes, yeah, yeah. So Um, that's that's, uh, essentially... Uh, the the common thing is where you have four. It's what they call four conductor wire. So you have like yeah. the input and output of both of the coils, um, yeah, and two of them are just left together unless you want to take the cover off and then wire it into a push pull or a push push. Yeah, pop. yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas they didn't give that option for earlier humbuckers. They the the input the output of the one was already pre-joined to the input of the other so that it could only ever be yeah. used as a humbucker. I mean, I always forget, but I think my Epiphone Explorer Pro has coil taps, I believe. Um, there is a way to find out, I believe. I might be like super... Well, that's that way, I suppose. Um, I might be like being like super, like MacGyver clever here, or it might be I'm talking bullshit. However, um, you've got pole pieces on both sides of your pickup, or are yours covered? Yeah, mine are covered. Um, it it might work anyway, but if you've got pole pieces on either side, if yeah. you Tap the pole pieces with a screwdriver. It will produce live if it's coil tapped. Yeah, if it's split, only one of the coils will be live, and you'll get a noise coming through when you tap it. Yeah, with a screwdriver or anything metal. Um, Yeah, and it's it's the way that you test pickups if you if you've wired up a guitar, but you you don't want to put a set of strings on just. To make sure you've yeah. done the oh yeah, the, no, I've done that problem. every time I've put pickups. So when I did when I did my pink sparkle and put the iron gears on it, and then when I did the SG, that's the only way I've ever been able to 
like I'm not putting strings on a guitar to then find out that I've missed some fucking wiring <laughs> and taken strings off it again. So yeah, you just put the put the put it on neck pickup, tap the neck pickup if it works, happy days. Put it on bridge pickup, tap the bridge pickup if it works, happy days, and then just to make sure put, them both put it on you. mid and then and then yeah, tap, tap them both. both yeah. And if the, if you get pops through the, the amp, then you're all good. There you go. So I mean the the theory makes sense, doesn't it? I don't know if that's the actual case. Um Anyway, let's uh, let's move on to slightly less uh, l- less kind of jargony stuff. Matt, you've you've uh, you've been doing stuff this week, haven't you? I have. So, like I say, I did a couple of gigs. Um, nothing really much to write home about. Um, played the Variax again. Um, I'll I'll just not talk about it because we all know my feelings on the Variax. At the moment. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> slowly getting in. <laughs> yeah. Off- I I did some some uh, some work benching to my Variax between this week and last week, but for the sake of not bringing our listeners into like Variax chat again for like three weeks running, we're not gonna mention it. Yeah, because yeah, we love so it. I'll just that. say that I used that again. Yeah, yeah. Um, really enjoyed it. I used that for both gigs that I did this weekend. Um, like I say, the second gig that I did, we only did an hour, but I played through a Marshall 412 because um, we were using the other band's backline. Um, and then um, the band that were supporting us, um, sorry, the band that we were supporting, um, they call themselves Lost Dogs. They're a, a Pearl Jam tribute act. Um, the two guitarists in that use a Gibson Custom Shop Les Paul R9 which is the first time I've ever seen one of the R9s, you know, the really expensive ones. Indeed, yeah. Um, and the other guy uses a HSS uh, Custom Shop Strat. <laughs> um, and the, the Custom Shop Strat has this black finish, but it's not like, it's almost translucent. You can see wood grain coming through it. It just looked incredible. Um, but yeah, I like just thought I'd mention, because they're two really, really incredible guitars that I got to saw. And the other guitarist um, used the guy with the custom shop strat uses a Freeman Pink Taco, um, which he's had modified because he wasn't a massive fan of the sound. But after spending <laughs> nearly two grand on an amp, he he wanted an amp that he could actually use. Yeah, yeah. so he sent off. Get it modified <laughs> even further. Yeah, had it modified. I'm not sure exactly what modified modifications he's had done, but it's got two extra switches. Um, he said, and he was just saying that it it just transformed the amp. I I, I think the pink tacker is the one that's quite trebly and quite shrill. Yeah. Um, I don't know which of the marshals it's based off of, but um, whatever he's had done to it anyway, um, it sounded incredible. Bang on! It, I mean, and then I've, I've I've only ever heard good things about Friedman amps, and I've yet to try one. And I don't think I'd need to try one. Because I don't think I'm going to be able to afford one ever. Yeah. So I mean, like I've said many times, the the mini Shirley, which is the twenty watt version of the dirty Shirley, um, is possibly the best amp I've ever I've ever heard. They just it's just yeah, the Friedman stuff I've got a lot of time for. Like I say, the best sound in the world is a is a cranked Marshall and. Friedman do really good Marshall clones. That's it, yeah. People doing Marshall better than Marshall. 
Yeah. Um, and then I suppose the other thing I've done this week is I've picked up a pedal for a decent price. Um, not, so I was not just a decent <laughs> price, Matt. Go on. <laughs> uh, well, I was flicking through one of the local musician pages um, because, uh, you know, as you do, yeah, what would just you not, see yeah. what's going on in in the local. And um, somebody was flogging an OCD. And apparently he'd been trying to flog it for a while, which I hadn't noticed, because um, he'd knocked it down from 60 quid to 45 quid. I mean... Um, which, yeah, yeah I the, just went... Yeah. I, I literally straight away messaged them and went, can I pick this up on Wednesday, please? <laughs> That's it. I will have this. Can I have this? Please let me have this. <laughs> yeah. And he was... Ace about it, he just went, yeah, crack on, um, I'll meet you at me lunch, in, in my lunch hour. So I, I drove around to his at me in my lunch hour and picked it up for 45 quid. Um, that is an absolute worst comes banging to worst. deal. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just flip it if it doesn't. I want to try it with a Vox, because obviously Vox and higher gain pedals don't always work, which is what I want to use this as. Like, yeah. I'll keep my hot cake for, for the low-gain low stuff. Use the OCD for my sort of, like, cranked Marshall sounds as opposed to, like, a, a, a Marshall on breakup, which is basically what my hot cake does to the Vox. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, um, so if it, if, if it works, then brilliant. I've got another pedal for the board. If it doesn't, um, they're going for, like, double what I've just paid for it. I, I have absolutely no doubt that you'll be able to get a profit on that. Um, yeah. But from what I've heard with the uh, the OCD, I, I'm pretty much banking on that you'll like it. Yeah, I mean, I've spoken to a few people um, about it. I mean, it's, it's a pedal that I've used before, but not with my own rig. Um I know I talk about Steve a lot, um, yeah. but Steve's got quite a few of them. On he's got multiple boards, and he's he's got I think on three of his five gigging boards he's got OCDs because they're just kind of one of those ubiquitous pedals that never seem to go away. You see them all the time on boards on things like their pedal boards of doom and stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, and they're they're out there. There's lots of them, and there's a reason for it. Yeah, and I think if if it does work well with the Vox, which the more I speak to people, the more they say there's ways to counteract. Like you, I mean, like, was it before the cast that you were talking about them pushing this kind of mid highs that a Vox kind of already has pushed? Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, but there's ways to tweak that with the the toggle switch that takes the high the high low pass filters and stuff, and you can tweak the presence down a little bit yeah, compared yeah. to where you would use it if you were using like a Fender style amp um, I, everybody I've spoke, like I say I've spoken to a few people and everybody seems to think that there will be a way to get the sound that I'm looking for out of this pedal yeah um, fingers crossed for you man uh, looking at our time we really need to we really need to crack on <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um this week, the, the, there isn't anything really going on. So, um, what is going on this week? I've noticed that 
um, quite topical actually. Two different versions of the uh, of the OCD. There's a candy apple red version. <laughs> it's probably been eight <laughs> for weeks, but I've only just noticed it. And there's, uh, I think it's called the the blackout or the noir, where it's the the colours are reversed. It's black with white text. With white writing. Yeah, both of which look absolutely awesome, um, and I think they cost a lot more. So. Um, <laughs> We shan't talk about them. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're not going to pick one of them up for 45 quid. Yeah, <laughs> almost certain. I mean, you see the um, the the little mini TC electronic dittos that were finished in gold rather than the weird kind of crap grey. Um, crap if you're crap If you're crapping and it's that colour, you need to go see a doctor. <laughs> yeah, I can't argue with that, can I? But it's like it's it's just it's like nondescript. It's I mean the the pedal itself, the Ditto, is absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, but the color is just it's terrible. <laughs> um, but that's neither here it nor is. there. Yeah, it. Um, so there was there was that there was. Um, the Gary Clark Jr., <laughs> um, which is <laughs> something that we mention almost weekly on the Fret Talk podcast. Um, there's a limited edition kind of trans cherry uh, version, which I mean, see, I never like as much as I like the Gary Clark Jr., I'm not a massive fan of yellow guitars or cream guitars or whatever it was, but trans cherry. SG three pickups just sounds like amazing. I mean, it is essentially your wildest dreams. So I'm I'm down with it. Yeah. It looks it looks awesome. It sounds awesome. And I can't <laughs> I can't say enough that these are probably the best value for money in the Gibson catalogue. It's a signature. It's got three pickups. It's essentially uh, an SG standard with three pickups for pretty much the same price as an SG standard. Yeah. So, I mean, what what more can you say about that? I mean, I don't think there's anything we can say about the Gary Clark Jr. that we haven't already said, apart from it's got a new colour and it's even more awesome. Yeah, it's they really are trying to get my bank details, R. Gibson. <laughs> um, it's it's nice. It's it's always nice to mention the Gary Clark Jr. because it puts a smile on my face, and we don't often have that when we're mentioning Gibson. No, um, and it's it's positive to see that they're doing, even if it is a signature model that's that's caused us to get a smile on our face. It's good to see Gibson doing that again. Photo show. Um, so for this week. Um, I I've got planned um a little kind of a spotlight on uh on a guitar brand that we all know um but we might not know this kind of this corner of their um their catalog uh so I've never made it a secret that I'm a fan of Ibanez guitars. 
Um, when I first kind of started playing guitar, uh, well, it was kind of like a couple of years after, because my third third ever guitar was my kind of cosmic blue uh, RG. I think it's like a three seventy DX or something like that. Uh, so kind of like entry level, not crap Ibanez. Um, and ever since then, I kind of I had a bit of a love affair with the Ibanez stuff. Uh, and I used to kind of like every year go go to the guitar shops and get the the Ibanez catalog and see what they were doing new and and kind of rifle through it. Um. So I thought I'd have a nostalgic trip um, through the online Ibanez catalogue uh, and see what they were doing. Um, and they really surprised me. They've got um, they've got quite a few not metal guitars. So when you think of Ibanez, you think of the RG, you think of the S series, you might even think of uh like the the gem uh yeah. the herman lee i mean they're all kind of based on either the rg or the s series um or or like the 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 iceman as well quite a metal guitar um they've done yeah. v's in the past as well and the ibanez destroyer as well which is like a explorer shape all very kind of metal orientated instruments um however I've got like a pick of three, um, three kind of ranges which really aren't um, metal orientated and a lot more kind of classic. Um, so we'll we'll kind of have a look at a couple of them and, and see what we think. So the first yep. one that I wanted to to bring up was called the the AX. Uh, so it's in in terms of like. For those who haven't seen this this guitar, think like a uh, a Gibson double cut junior. Um, yeah. So you think a double cut junior, but put a bound fretboard on it, put block inlays on it, uh, put it in like a like a metallic Sherwood green with a taut pick guard. You've pretty much got it. I wonder why you picked it. <laughs> Mr. Torpicard. Well, there is that. Um so I thought that's pretty cool. Uh watched the the product video that they had on the website for it. Uh and it's very much kind of aiming towards a punk market. Um Yeah. Which Which you'd expect from a double cut junior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it's 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 pointing towards that end of the market. So uh Poplar Buddy not a particular particularly exotic choice um les paul control so it's got two volume two tone uh, two tone three way switch it's double humbucker um ceramic uh pickups uh so aggressive compressy meant for kind of modern styles um, not entirely yeah. sure how good they'll be, um, but like a lot of Ibanez guitars, you kind of go into it thinking that you're probably going to change the pickup set anyway. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know we've said it many times before, but Ibanez stock pickups, like it had their house in-house pickups, are not the greatest, but you don't buy an Ibanez for the pickups. You buy an Ibanez for the guitar, and if you have to change the pickups, generally you've got a fairly good deal anyway on all the hardware and the the, the guitar itself, which is always going to be playable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, usually... The Ibanez guitars are, are set up really well from the factory. Uh, they're set up with a really kind of consistent action, usually quite low as well. So they're yeah. usually really playable. Um, and it's it's all very solid. So the the body woods will be like, like really um, indicative of, of that kind of style. Uh, Poplar, not particularly fancy but you do see in in guitars um every so often um the kind of les paul um control layout makes sense um yeah the one thing that Ibanez do which really kind of annoys the crap out of me is they give their uh, their fretboard radiuses in millimeters which <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it would make sense if everyone did it, but I know inches for fretboard yeah. radius. So this one's a three three hundred and five millimeter radius fretboard, which twelve inch. Yeah, I'm thinking relatively flat. I'm, Just over. Yeah, I think it's uh, kind of Les Pauly, so something like that. I think, yeah, I think it might even be a little bit flatter than that. But yeah, it's certainly not not going to be. It's not quite a you know a sixteen inch radius wizard neck, but uh, sorry wizard flat board, but yeah, it's uh, a fairly flat board compared to your classic stuff. Um, but the the one thing that I, I did want to mention about this guitar is is the one thing that really stood out for me is the the fretboard. Um, it is made out of treated. New Zealand pine. So it doesn't look like pine, does it? No, no. That I, I assume that's the treatment that it's done to it. It does. It doesn't go into what the treatment is, but they say it's treat uh, treated New Zealand pine. Uh, it looks like rosewood, uh, but apparently, yeah, uh, it acts acts in a similar way to rosewood as well. Uh, in the way that they've described it, anyway. I thought that was really really cool. Um, it is like I say I I didn't I, I just looked at it and assumed it was either rosewood or you know Powferro or something that's very similar yeah 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 um, I mean quite a quite a few companies are, are finding alternatives for rosewood due to the the site's um, debacle um, and I thought that was a really interesting one uh, especially Considering this is, um, this is not a very expensive guitar at all. No. Not uh, at all. So the two pickup version, um, which is the 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 one twenty, is it the the AX one twenty? Yeah. Um, the one that we're kind of focusing on is one hundred and eighty quid, which is nothing. Yeah, I mean that's you're talking like beginner level guitar. Uh, prices there 
but for the specs, it's it's definitely above that. They also do a triple pickup version with a Bigsby or a Bigsby style, should I say? Because Ibanez do their own in-house Bigsby style yeah. uh, vibrato tremolo systems, uh, and that's two nine five, which again is considering you're getting three pickups, bound fretboards, Bigsby style uh, trem system. It's not bad at all. That's really not bad. However, that doesn't come with the tour guard, so it's dead to me. <laughs> I mean, you've you failed to mention the big thing about this guitar. Go on. And that is the headstock, where a Gibson would have the bookend headstock. Yeah. Ibanez have got it going the other way, but it looks like the bottom of a bat signal, and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just go and check it out after the cast, and you'll be you'll be like, "Oh my god, it is! It's the bottom of the bat signal." I'll, uh, I, I shall do that. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's it's it's a great alternative for for people who want a punk rock guitar, um, and don't want to be spending like because juniors have been silly, silly money the past couple of years. Um. <laughs> If you want a 2018, you've got to go custom shop. Well, that's it. But the 2019, they're doing them, um, which it's going to be like kind of at least six, seven hundred quids. I don't know. I, 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 I've not checked the prices, but I, I assume it's at least going to be that. Um, and yeah. Epiphone aren't really doing them. I think there's there's not a, a great deal of um companies who are doing doing that at, at, at a price that will um compete with that no um and there's uh, there was one thing I wanted to mention before moving on to our next one uh, this this range of guitars really reminds me uh of the the old jet king series um which yeah. again it was kind of it was aimed at your kind of grungy kids um and they weren't particularly expensive back in the day as well um kind of offsets some of them had like weird switches to do like phase and coil splitting and stuff like that uh there were some yeah. with like P90s, some with vibrato systems, and again they were they were kind of lower tier prices, um, and largely fell under the radar when they first came out. But they're getting a bit of a cult following, especially in the uh, in the used market at the moment. Yeah, there's like the amount of times you see them on the gear exchange going for more than what they were new. Yeah, 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 and I've I've been tempted a few times myself actually. Because they, looking back at them, they were really, really cool. Yeah, and I think, I think you might see some of these AX series in in like five, ten years' time coming up exactly like that. Yeah, you, I mean, especially for the price, like you'll get. I bet you there's a, a a load of them out there that have been modified by whoever's bought them. You know, they've gone for crazy pickup configurations because. It's a modder's paradise. Yeah, yeah definitely. 
I mean, especially if you pick up one of those three pickup ones. That's mental. Like, it's already got all the routing done for you. Yeah. But yeah, I think, uh, I think we'll move on. So that was one of the, uh, one of the Ibanez's that I wanted to mention. Um, the next one is kind of a throwback to a, uh, a 90, 90s classic Ibanez, uh, which is the Talman. Uh, I think made famous by noodles from, uh, from the offspring. Uh, he, Notoriously plays a Talman, but his is a an HSH, I believe, um, with a right. very weird like gaffer tape finish. Um, <laughs> but before they were <laughs> kind of <laughs> before that happened, um, the the Talman was uh, just it was released as a, a kind of a normal um, kind of weird kind of telly offset. Um, alternative, hybrid. yeah, like a hybrid. Um, and they do two different versions at the moment. They do like a, a straight up telly version, but we we're not gonna not gonna touch on that one too much because there's a slightly more interesting one, which is the 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 TM three o three M. So the Talman three o three M, um, which is essentially like it's almost like a Nashville telly setup, triple triple pickups. Uh, kind of standard tele configuration, but with a, a strat single coil in the middle. Yeah. The one thing that lets lets this uh, this Talman down for me is it only comes in one finish, and it's uh, tri burst or something like that. Essentially, three tone yeah. sunburst. So it looks yeah. a bit, just a bit. Bleh. Yeah, a bit kind of. God's sake, we've seen this on every single guitar since time immemorial. Yeah. But, so, I mean, we were mentioned that it's part telly, part offset, which the offset thing over the past couple of years has, has blown up a bit. Uh, it's three pickups. Yep. Um, 305mm radius again. The the pickups are Alnica this time rather than ceramic, so... They they are kind of gearing towards classic, classic tones rather than, yeah, like trying to save a book or two. Um, the alder alder body maple neck maple fretboards. Um, so that's more of a, more of a traditional, spec. Rather than poplar, um, yeah, the control system. Is is the interesting thing for me? It says it's got a bone yeah, nut as well. Fuck. Actually, just just looking down the spec, it's got a bone nut. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. I assume it's going to be synthetic bone and not actual bone, but that's Still, like it's the... yeah for the price point. It's it's something to mention. Um, so yeah, the the configuration. So your standard configuration, it's a it's a three way switch, as you would get with a tele, and you get your tele configuration. You get like tele bridge pickup, neck and bridge, and then neck. But the middle pickup is on its own separate pot, so you can blend it in right okay. in any position. 
So is that the the volume control on the bottom hole? Yeah, yeah, that's the um, that's your your neck pickup volume. Because it's like the weirdest pickup configure, like sorry, the control plate kind of where the controls are. Because you've got volume and tone, sort of where they might be on a strat in terms of being diagonally one above the other. Yeah, yeah. And then one over where you'd have it on a Gretsch hollow body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just, it just, it looks a bit confusing. But I suppose, yeah, if you've got like just the three-way with neck, neck, bridge, bridge, and then you've fade in the middle pickup in conjunction with those on the pot, that makes more sense. Yeah. So essentially, you've got six different tones there. Um, but then like, like infinite variations of blending that middle pickup in. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder if you can get just the middle pickup on its own by turning the volume by off. dropping and, the other volume. I don't know. Um, maybe. Um, but I thought that was really, really interesting in terms of a way to utilise that three pickup design and just be something different. Yeah, I was going to say, it's totally different to anything else you've ever heard of. Yeah, because it, it would have been the easiest thing to have a five-way switch and just do it strap. Um, yeah, but that's what I assumed. That it, like it, the the pickup selector looks like a strap style, so I just assumed it was a five-way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, apparently three-way. Um, and that guitar comes in at three four nine. So, I mean, yeah, that's uh, not exactly breaking the bank for, for something that's a bit different, but still quite classic voice as well. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this is kind of... I know it's a, a 90s guitar, um, but it's it, it's kind of aimed at retro, like really quite, kind of vintage and retro with the, with the Telecaster set up and having that kind of Nashville thing yeah. going on. I thought it was really, like, just really interesting. Um, and having a bone nut as well at, at that price point is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you'd expect plastic on anything under 500, wouldn't you? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the, the kind of the moulded resin stuff. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was really cool. The final one that we're going to go for today is one that will piss you off because <laughs> it's got <laughs> mismatching comebackers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's, yeah. It's the road core, the RC520, and I chose this one specifically because it would piss Matt off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the road core, again, is like, it's, it's like an offset. Um, it's a dual humbucker offset, kind of, if... If Gibson ever made a an offset guitar, it would probably be this. Yeah, I can see that. So it's like jaw jaw humbucker. Um, I think it's Gibson scale length. It's mahogany body and a Jatora uh, fretboard. Um, the pickups again are Al Nico, and they are called. Core tone humbuckers, which I don't know, but it's it sounds like they're they're 
proud of them because they've they've named them rather than just being El Nico pickup. Yeah. Uh, this one's got a graphite nut as well. Again. So, yeah. I mean, for the for the price point, you don't expect graphite nuts on on a guitar like this. Yeah. So the 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 fretboard radius is two forty. Which I'm assuming is probably nine point five. Yeah. So kind of leaning more towards the Fender stuff. Um, but it's also got, which is odd because the rest of it is like Gibsony. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's also got core splits as well. So it's, it's three way three way selector. But then uh, there's a push pull on the tone control. I think that gives you basically. Single coil sound, so you've got the the in inner coil of the neck pickup and inner coil of the um the the bridge, and then gives you like the bridge. kind of the telly ish. Um, so I thought that's that's quite cool. Um, comes in three finishes, none of which really excited me too much. There's like a navy blue, a slightly lighter blue, almost almost pelham bluey. Um and candy apple red. Um, they're all right. None, none of them really like lit my world on fire. But I thought it's it's a pretty cool, pretty cool guitar. It's got uh, it's got um double bound uh body, which I thought was a bit of a classy touch. And the neck pickup is covered. <laughs> And the the bridge pickup is bridge uncovered, pickup which I thought was a just classic. Just. just to annoy me, <laughs> just like I'm surprised the two knobs aren't different because it's clearly and <laughs> really created by a knob. If I was uh, if I was lead in Ibanez design team, I would make that happen. I'd make the the volume have tone written on it. <laughs> Just have both of them have tone written on them just to really confuse people. Uh, yeah, tone and a question mark. <laughs> oh. So yeah, I thought I thought that again was a, a really cool guitar. Uh that I think RRP for it was four hundred and it certain colours at the moment are coming up at three hundred and sixty seven quid. Which is not not bad at all. It's it's ridiculous, isn't it? And I was saying to you before the cast as well. I I did the research on um, on Ibanez's website, and I kind of before I googled the uh, the actual prices, I had a guess, and each and every one of them, I was about two three hundred pounds out. I thought they would be much more than they were. I mean, the road core especially. Yeah, I- um, because it's got the graphite graphite nut, and it's got it's got a tight tune bridge as well, which is the same uh, same bridge system that I have on my uh, Ibanez Fireman. Um, that as well had a graphite nut, and that guitar came in at like seven eight hundred quid. So I was kind of thinking, yeah, it's got to at least be like five six, maybe even seven hundred. Uh, no. 
367. Yeah, which is, like I say, for everything that it is incredible. Um, just whilst I'm going through the website, it looks like there's still some versions with Rosewood on the board rather than whatever you said. Yeah, j- j- so I'm assuming these smink. are... Jatoba. J- Jatoba. Yeah. Jatoba. Um, but yeah, um, so it looks like you can still get your hands on ones with Rosewood. I'm guessing they're like older versions yeah, yeah. before CITES came in and they're now using Jatoba. But um, yeah, I mean, they're incredibly cool looking guitars, like apart from the stupid pickup, <laughs> which you can just cover the bridge pickup like a normal sane human being if you want to. Well, I mean, this, the the correct choice would be to, to tear those Albanez bookers out and get some some Fletcher blends or some provenance or just get something <laughs> in there. It's a bit modern looking for a Fletcher blend set. Like, Fletcher blend set need to go into an SG or a Les Paul. You want something like ridiculously high output to go in this. If, if it was me, I'd, I'd put something childish in it. I'd like go for, you know, what's his like oh, the, overwound. The, the Neo Tron. Hell is the, I think, is the, the most <laughs> high output, which is Neodymium Magnets. Which. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm thinking the oh the hyper fletch. I think I'd go for the, <laughs> just like his fletch. That was a cast. That was, weren't it? That was definitely a cast. <laughs> it was that. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Um, I would probably keep it a little bit more classic because I think the the double double binding on it, the the nine point five radius. I might even be tempted to go. Um, his home set, which is like Alnico two, I think, and get that kind of real, real low output and just a bit classicy. But yeah, I don't know. See, you're less of a child than I am. Yeah, like I say, <laughs> I've put I've put some P nineties in a in an RG. I'm a I'm a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. We've got one last thing to to wrap up the uh, the the podcast this week. Um, and this was something sent in from uh, from Adam Yeomans in the uh, in the little preamble that I um, put up on our Facebook group before the cast. Um, so he he follows PV Amps on Facebook, which. I figure I should probably do. Um, I don't at the moment. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Bearing in mind that you own the PVs and he doesn't. <laughs> well, that's it, yeah. Uh, and they posted up something about the PV Viper Pro 100 this week. Uh, and it got him asking, okay. is this a new thing? What's the deal with it? Um I'd I'd never heard of the Pro, but I've Pro like an upgraded version of the Viper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so okay. the the Viper is gotta be it's gotta be coming up to about a decade old now. Um, it can't be it can't be that old, but it's it's got to be close to that. Well, it, it's going on a while. I think I've told the story on the cast before where I nearly bought a PV Viper seventy five. Yeah. Instead of my AC15, and that's 
six years ago at this point, and the Viper wasn't a new product. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the the earliest, um, earliest kind of news articles and reviews that I got from it was 2015 for this, uh, the Viper Pro. Right, okay. Uh, so I, I did a little bit of research on it. Um, I watched, <laughs> I watched the Sweetwater, um, product video of it. <laughs> uh, the bless him the guy the, he, he was trying he was trying to explain all of the ins and outs of it it seemed so so complex um and there was a lot more talking than there was him playing the viper which says a lot it, yeah, it rings alarm bells a little bit doesn't it <laughs> the I, I can't I can't say to uh, to the quality of, of this amplifier, but I have played one of the old Vipers. Um, and the drive sounds were not wholly convincing. The To put it politely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if we're talking in terms of like how convincing it was, it was... Above those old crappy zoom pedals, <laughs> but not by a great deal. Yeah, um, like I watched the product demo video that made me think that I wanted one mm-hmm. six, seven years ago, whatever it was. Um, the last time we spoke about it on the cast, which I, I feel like it was like about six or seven weeks ago. Yeah. And Jesus Christ, how did I ever think that sounded good? <laughs> and that's the originals, not the pro. I can't comment on the pro, but there was original Piva PV Vipers, and like, does the does the new one still have that stupid Sanpera foot switch? It does. The eight, yeah, the eight bloody button. I think it's more now. I th- I think. Oh. Yeah, it looks slightly more like a foot switch because the old Sampera ones were kind of semi-circular, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, it's just an odd shape. For <laughs> yeah, it was really, it was really strange. It, I mean, it was probably quite ergonomic being in in more of a semi-circular format. However, the new ones are more of like a kind of block. It still had the two, the volume and the wah, and it had... So you've got like four, essentially four stomp boxes or four slots per uh, per bank row. Yeah, yeah, and and in yeah, that's what I remember. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's very similar. It also had like an inbuilt looper. It had the switchable <laughs> delay and reverb on every channel. Um, joy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it, I mean, the the pro. It did sound like the the features were were pretty good. Like all of the four slots, you could you could assign whatever you wanted to it. So you could assign an effect, a stomp box, um, but you could also assign amps. So you could like theoretically model four different amps running concurrently. Uh, and they did do that. Uh, they did it with like four metal amps. So they showed you what it sounded like, at like one of the amps at a time. They were doing like a diesel yeah. and like a 
uh, I don't even know what I, what the other ones were, like a rectifier and 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 all these. And then they played them all together, and it did sound like a like a bigger, fatter tone. Um, okay. And it 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 didn't sound terrible. No, it didn't sound it didn't sound terrible. But I was finding it very difficult to convince myself. Um, considering like. These these product videos are there to make it sound like the absolute bollocks. Um, yeah. And if you listen to uh, the the Line Six demos of like the Amplify, with um, there's a couple of guys who do it, but Paul Heinmarsh does the ones for uh, for the UK. And if you listen to him demoing those. They sound really, really good. Yeah. Whereas the demo of this Viper was sounding okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it just it kind of puts it into pers- into perspective. Um, I think they they have a place like things like the Viper and the Amplify and the. You know the Vox VT series, and you know the the stuff. Yeah, that the modeling stuff. I would class as below a katana in sort of like the scale. Like to me, I know the Boss Katana is a modeling amp, but it's yeah, well next gen almost. Yeah, it it's it's an analog, uh, an analog drive circuit, isn't it? Which apparently yeah. the 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 PV Viper Pro. As it's all it's all analog circuitry for the drive stuff, which I think is it's really important to do if you want uh, a like an authentic and very responsive drive. Yeah, um, and I think it's it's probably for for kids these days. This is what the those zoom multi effects were for us as a kid, in that it's your way into trying out different styles of amps, trying out different effects. You know they've got, you know, some effects in there. Um, they might not be the best quality effects, but I think yeah. I don't think kids these days are interested in buying a cheap multi effects that's made of plastic and falls apart <laughs> after three uses. Um, and I think they they all because modeling has been a thing for a while now. Yeah. They they go out and they look for um, you know a modeling amp as the, the the best thing in the universe, and you know they'll realize over time that they can get better sounds. But it's that way of them learning what delay does, what reverb does, what a chorus sound is, what a flange sound is. Yeah, 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 and and. And I, th- I think, in terms of like a learning experience, the the sounds in in that PV sounded within the ballpark of say your delay. If you put an analog delay on your sound, it sounds very much within the ballpark of what you will eventually get. What what your good analog delays sound like, whereas the stuff in the yeah. old Zoom were 
it taught you what a delay pedal was supposed to kind of sort of do. Yeah, it was like it was it was like a, a really bad photocopy that you were then squinting at. So it has the rough outline of what an analog delay is supposed to sound like in the fact that it stops your signal and repeats and it, it yeah repeats it a couple of milliseconds or seconds later but it it yeah. doesn't sound anywhere near what it's supposed to no you're not going to get edge sounds out of a zoom are you? no whereas these I, I think as long as you kind of manage your expectations and don't don't expect it to be like like Grammy award winning sounds then <laughs> you're probably you're learning enough from from the the newer wave of modeling that you'll get an idea of what you actually want yeah however and they don't i i don't think they break the bank either do they the viper series uh, this one i think was a uh, kind of cresting three three and a half i think Ooh. but i mean in terms of okay. like Amplifiers, it's not, it's not terrible. No, and I guess if it's a hundred watt, is it, I take it's a combo, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean a, a hundred watt modeling combo, you could gig, and if if you're in your you know a school band and you're fourteen or fifteen and you've got one of these for Christmas, you can you could go out, join a band. Go go out there and start start playing. Yeah, and I think anything that allows you to do that and allows you to play in a funk band and a metal band at the same time because you don't really know what your style is yeah. yet. Play funk metal. <laughs> but yeah, I think in terms of like hierarchy of um goodness <laughs> in terms of modelling. I don't think the I don't think the PV Viper Pro is very high up on that list. Like you say, I think um, it, it's unfair to call the the Katana a modelling amp because it's it does does it in a slightly different way. But I think yeah, it's almost universally a given that the the Katana pretty much rules the roost in terms of that kind of solid state lower priced market uh yeah and then i think you go down you go down a couple of tiers and keep going down and keep going down and i think it's 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 towards the lower end the pv viper pro yeah um i guess i'd like to say without hearing it in the flesh i, I wouldn't want to comment but it does from what I remember, the the old PV Vipers sounding like it is very much Line Six Spider Two territory. Oh, the Spider Twos were good. It was the yeah. I think the threes the and the spider, fours. Oh, it was the Spider Va- oh, Yeah, oh, I say good. Uh, <laughs> good for the time. Yeah, the- good with an asterisk. Very <laughs> much with an asterisk. Good enough. Yeah, and I think on that. I just want to say on that bombshell before you do. I think we need to end it because before I don't you think, do, I don't think I can get away from saying that the spider spider two was good. 
Think all, all I wanted to say yeah, was when you said funk metal, I just imagined Nile Rodgers playing in Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, stranger <laughs> things have happened. Metallica did a uh, did a song with Lou Reed, so maybe that's the next one. Didn't they do an album with? Oh yes, they did do did an Lou album. Reed, yeah. They did an album with. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I suppose they've done weirder things. Yeah. So. Now that we've lost all credibility. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do the sign-out for this week, Matt? Go on. Do I want to do the sign-out? So, if you want to get in contact with us, get any questions answered, or just sort of interact with with us or any of the people who've been host on our, our wonderful podcast over the last year and a bit, then you need to go to Facebook, go into the groups and search for the Fret Talk podcast. Um, and that's the best place to get in contact with any of us about any questions that you've got or just interact with the guys on the cast if you, you want to get sort of anything off your chest or you've got any questions or you just want to hang out with some cool people who know shit about guitars and you want to chat crap about guitars like we do. Bang on. Yeah, come to the Facebook group. Um, if you want to get in touch with the Budget Pedal Chat, you can watch his videos on YouTube. Just search for the Budget Pedal Chat. Alternatively, you can get him on Instagram at instagram.com slash budget pedal chat or facebook.com slash budget pedal chat on Facebook. Um, yeah. If you want to hear me chat shit about wrestling, then it's um, iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, any of those kind of places, SoundCloud, um, and you search for the Bad Bookers Wrestling Podcast. Um, on Twitter, I am at heel underscore MQ. Uh, I'm sorry, heel underscore MacQ. I've got my own bloody Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually the one who fucks your Twitter up. So it's nice to know that you can't even You've remember it. You've got it right yourself. the last few weeks. <laughs> but yeah, um, if you want to, like, see me chatting shit or if you want to make me chat shit about something other than wrestling on Twitter then hit me up on Twitter absolutely bang on um, and I'm just gonna just gonna thank you uh, thank you listeners for for making it this far I know uh, I know Ibanez cast is not the uh, the most exciting for some people but hopefully it's a bit of food for thought uh, that some of these uh, these companies that have that stigma of Metal um, might might have a little bit more to them than you think. Uh, so thank you, thank you for making it this far. Thank you for thank you for your support as well. Uh, it is you guys who make this thing a possibility. So from myself, Mister Budget Pedal Chap, from Mister Matt Quine, it's going to be a goodbye and good night for this week. Goodbye and good night. Ta-da, a bit. Oh, that's that's hello, isn't it? That's hello, isn't uh, it?
Oh, you've you've balls that right up, haven't have, you? Yeah. I don't even know goodbye in any more languages. Dosvidanya? I do, of course I do. Dosvidanya. Dosvidanya. 